Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. So welcome back to That Guy for NFM UK. I am your host, That Guy for NFM UK. So today is episode six of the official NFM UK podcast. And we have been AWOL for the past week. So where have I been? Well, apart from laptop issues, I have been very busy launching the NFM UK Trust and also our first non-show event of the year, Let's Flex About It. So, those podcast features Carly Thornton, the owner of Gluteware. Let me borrow your ears for two minutes just to make a couple announcements. So, announcement one, the launch of the NFM UK Trust. Wow, guys, I'm so excited about this. We now have our own charity that will be fundraising for three charities within the mental health sector. There will be three charities from depression, preventing suicide, and also eating disorders. I'll be doing an episode very soon with my two trustees as we outline our plans for 2020. So what about announcement number two? Let's flex about it. Guys, this event is going to be something else. Whatever you've got in your head, treble it and treble it again. This event is going to be absolutely massive. If you're looking for motivation, education, lots of positive energy with industry leaders within their fields giving talks, Sunday 29th of March, you will need to be at the Warsaw Arena. Whether you're a competitor or non-competitor, you guys can't miss it. Here are some clues of the guest speakers we have. We have one of the leading coaches in the UK. We have two of the biggest names in UK bodybuilding in attendance. We have a nutrition specialist. We have four competitors who have competed in America. We also have a couple where one is a leader in her field and the other is so smart, his IG posts require me to have a paracetamol after reading the first two lines. He's ridiculously smart. We also have two speakers who we are working on and we should confirm them very soon. Either way, this event is going to be massive. It's going to be a sellout. As we get close to the launch, I will go in more detail about the event. But until then, please DM us via Instagram if you do want any information or just to get the priority list. Anyway, let's talk about our special guest we have today. She is none other than the owner of Gluteware and judged at last year's NFM UK Super Showdown. She is, of course, Carly Thornton. So last week, I spoke to Carly about not just her plans for Gluteware in 2020, but also the idea behind strength, beauty and power. If you follow Carly or Gluteware, you'll know what that means. I'm sure some of you guys may have been to the events. Gluteware has been absolutely phenomenal. Growth massively. We really go into detail about the impact Carly wants for Gluteware to have on the industry. Why is Gluteware being so successful in creating a strong female community? Guys, I don't want to spoil anything because it is a great talk. I hope you guys do enjoy it. It's about 45 minutes long, so get coffee on standby if you need it. But anyway, we're going to go straight into it. This is That Guy for NFM UK with Glutey owner, Carly Thornton. You okay, Carly? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. I know I've got you on probably one of your busiest days because I know it's the official launch of a variety of different new products you've launched uh, today. Is that right? Yeah, well, it was actually yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so yeah, the launch went really, really well. Really happy with everything. Um, we kind of promoted the products a couple of weeks in advance. This time, it's something that we haven't ever done. 
uh, just because it's a learning curve. Um, financially, the backing wasn't there yep. to um, bring products into the UK before the launch. Um, but it's something you learn and things you need to more plan. I've learned that I need to plan a lot better. But that helps, obviously, bringing on my marketing team, um, bringing on my operations manager. So I've got a, a better team in place now. So that can help uh, Glutey Gran out. Let me ask you this. Are you like me that when you launch something, so for example, myself, when I launch a workshop or an event, and then you put the early bird tickets on sale, and then are you like me where you watch the numbers to see how receptive everything's been and watch the sales come through? Or do you just launch it and then like come back to it in a few hours' time? Um, well, the launch, um, obviously, I'm, I'm checking constantly to see because I like to I like to see what products are selling quicker than others. Yeah. So I know for obviously future orders and how much quantities to um, uh, bring out for next time. But I would say with pre-orders, um, this is the second time we've done pre-orders. Now, with pre-orders, you actually have to purchase apps for these you have to pay for an app yeah and our first initial thing was is it worth doing um so it's been a, like a trial and everything um with the the chili pepper and the blue stone they're such we've put them as a timeless collection because obviously they're two colors that everyone always asks for with gluten wear they're one of the like the red bright red is always been with gluten wear apart from last year um, whereas I decided to bring out different colours and it's a colour that so many, so many customers have, you know, fed back to us saying, you know what, we need this colour back. So that's why it's like, right, we have to do the pre-order for it yeah. um, because the, it was taking a lot longer than anticipated um, for the products to land. So, yeah, so we decided to do that and it went really well. Like smalls have actually sold out in the pre-order. So unfortunately, wait again now so yeah. um yeah so that went well this time it did but as i say it's like anything isn't it it's like trial and error um you uh you learn from you know things that you learn from more the mistakes that you make like i didn't order enough smalls <laughs> yeah exactly that's it i mean uh, what, what let me let me ask you this because i've got a clue to wear website in front of me i've just gone to all products and uh the first three products i believe is, these obviously must be the newest ones uh, we've got the two toed leggings ones, yeah. Are two different types, which is modeled by Amy, and then we've got the Galaxy Blue leggings, yeah. Out of those three, because obviously they're the top three, that's all, that's uh, that's the top of the of the products. Um, which one's been the most popular one so far since you since you launched? Um, the Galaxy is very popular. It, yeah, Galaxy is very kind of like it's it's got sl a slight white in it as well, so it's like a green effect. It's quite cool, to be fair. I really like that one. So you could just chuck on jumper with it too. Um, yeah. So that one's been very popular, and that's probably something that I should have ordered more. But again, <laughs> it's one of them colours that you just don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been very popular. But also last year, I don't know if you can see on the website, we actually gave to charity. We've got a charity button, um, which was for bowel cancer. So, yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we just just want to give more back. Um, so that's what we did last year. This year we're doing obviously more events like yourselves um, to give back, and we're looking at 
collaborating with different charities as well um, to give more out. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's 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 a major thing for me and obviously the the brand and the team to make sure that you know we have charities and things like that that we can help with. Yeah. Is that, is, is that all part of this whole glue-to-air community that you, you tried to build? Because, of course, last year you had, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, I'll try and get the words in the right order. Strength, beauty, power, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, in the right order. I'll try and, I kept going <laughs> wrong way around. I'll try and make sure I had to get it right. But you, you had that event, which was launched, um, and from what I saw as well, was very successful because, of course, you had a lot of your your athletes, your ambassadors doing their own talks. And I know a few of them got quite, you know, there, there, was, there was a lot of emotion there as well. Yeah. Because there was a lot of talks in regards to, um, you know, past history with certain health, uh, med- mental health issues, um, which was obviously very inspiring to see. So just talking about the events, um, are we looking at more events for Glutewear? this year because I know you did one was it one event last year yeah we did one event um that actually went down so much better than I actually anticipated the you know the feedback that all of the speakers were phenomenal um but just the emotions on the day like for everyone I just it was just so overwhelming um so yeah we are looking at more events but the difference with these events this time they will be gym based um because what i found is obviously a lot of us we we train we go to the gym that's our home that's where we feel comfortable some people will not feel comfortable getting out of that comfort zone purely because they're just not in the right phase of their life that they want to step out of their comfort zone um and i understand that so i want to bring them to gyms um in like uh obviously gyms have their own halls like um what do you call them? You know, like studios, sorry. Um, so I want to bring them to there and then they can train if they want. They know what to wear. They can wear gym clothes. Whereas when you go to a oh, hall, yeah, like I know what it's like. I, if I go to a hall, I'm like, oh no, what do I wear? <laughs> like what wonder what everyone else is wearing, you know, like you have that because it's something that you're not used to. Um, you know, it's different with your events because you've got obviously the the shows and everything, everything kind of joins together. So you you know what to wear. But when it is just a haul on its own, it's a little bit, you know, out of that comfort zone. So my thought behind it is we're doing them at gyms. They out, they was female only last year. This year, they're not going to be. Um, and there's a few reasons behind that. One is because a couple of girls I had, you know, I want to bring my boyfriend, but I can't, that kind of thing. Or bringing mm-hmm. children, they can bring children. But a massive thing for me is obviously building the woman community. But yep. I want to get the point across that, yes, we're women, but we're strong enough to have men around us. We, yeah. You know, that's the whole point of making it unisex because I don't want to segregate it and be like, you know, we're in, these empowering women when realistically, if we're, if we're segregating ourselves, then we're not, you know. So I just want to open it up to everyone um, so everyone has the opportunity to go. Yeah, I think on that point as well, because what makes strong individuals uh, is a strong relationship. And if we go by the average, you know, relationship, what, I would, what that would entail, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or yeah. wife, wife, either way. So it makes sense that, yes, you, you, you're trying to promote that empowerment on, on, the, on, the, on the women's side, but at the same time, behind, just like 
what they say, behind every strong man, there's a strong woman. Yeah. Behind every strong woman, there's also a strong man who's probably going through, you know, seeing that their partner going through any sort of transformation, whether it's um, physical-wise or mentally or get prepared for a show. So it makes sense to try and build, to build in, um, bring in your partners along to support, uh, support the events. But one thing as well you mentioned about doing the events in the gym, and you're completely right about having a comfortable setting where, like I said, people don't know what to wear. I mean, at my last workshop in August, it felt like it was a, a glutey wear uh, convention with the leggings. That's glutey wear, that's glutey wear, that's glutey wear. That's okay. It feels like a glutey wear event now. Um, but at the same time, with a gym, people obviously use it as well as an escape as well. Yeah. You know, people that work away from the fitness industry in their office roles, call centers, where, wherever the gym has always been that escape which they can put set aside from their their work, their nine to five, whatever hours they do. So having that, having using that gym element at events, which may resound very well as an escape for them, mm. building a comfortable environment with the women they follow, a brand they follow, a brand they believe in, like Lutewear, does make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. And um, I think I think the aspect of, you know, men, men that need advice as well. There's not there's not enough people in the UK. Obviously, there is in other countries, but obviously we're not talking about other countries um, in the UK. There needs to be more people for people to grab hold of to help. Um, yes. uh, yourself are doing the the fantastic events. We're looking at doing the events, but there's just not enough of that. And I think I think we're crying for help. Um, so I think it's good that we're all joining together. You know, to do podcasts and things like this. To you know, just bring it out there a bit more. Why 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 do why do you think there's not enough of? Do you think that there's? Do you think ego gets in the way where enough brands may separate themselves and not risk going into another area like such a taboo subject like uh, mental health or just empowering communities in talking about relationships or deeper emotional stuff like that you know, your girls talked about at your most recent event? Yeah, I, you know what? I think it's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of aspects. I think, yes, it's ego. I think it's confidence. Um, and I think it's your own personal mindset because I think you have to be in a certain headspace yourself to help other people and to put your story out there. Um, mm. And in the UK, um, there's still there's more people now trying to find how they can help themselves, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to start. And I believe that you always have to go through something to your for um, to yourself to then work on yourself and become a stronger person um, and then you can help other people because your mindset's a lot stronger and you see your perspective and outlook's a lot different to what it possibly was. Um, and I think a lot more people are taking the time to look at how they can help themselves right now. But I think it's still a big taboo because I think a lot of people think, oh, I haven't got time for this, I haven't got time for that. Well, realistically, if you if you haven't got time to read set your alarm while you're having your coffee in the morning and you know read a chapter of a book if you're reading a chapter every day that book is going to kind of get read you know but yeah. at the same time you're helping yourself and that's what 10 minutes a chapter most um, yeah. so it's not a lot of time um if you think about the, the the time you spend flicking through instagram and then feeling like you're not good enough because everyone's got a perfect life 
why don't you actually start looking at your own life and read? You know, I'm, so yeah, I was going, I was going to touch on that. I was going to ask you, like, we we talk about the the positive mindsets that the the mindset of the person. Yes, it can be ego, but a lot of it, a lot of it, everyone does have their own inner story that they may want to talk about. But do you feel that? like with social media, because of course we want to show ourselves our best. Now I do see more and more people are trying to show their vulnerable sides because it's more real and it's more relatable to their followers or people that do follow them. But do you feel that then social media impacts it in a way where people are more afraid to show the vulnerable side? Um, I, th- I think, again, I think that depends on your own headspace. Um, yeah. Because I think I think they will boil down to a lot of it. it does a lot of it does boil down to ego. A lot of it boils down to age. I will say, um, because with ego, ego is a thing where you're worried about what other people think. You're worried if it's going to affect you. Um, you know, like it's like I was speaking about relationships. You know, like when someone isn't into you, you feel like you're lacking confidence and you're yeah. not good enough. It's not. They just they just not. You know, they're just not into you like that. Just like you're not into some people as well. You know, that's just life. Um, and that's where you have to remember that's your ego getting in the way now. That's nothing yeah. to do with you as a person. You're just not their kind of person. That's the difference. Um, but I do think that um, pe- more people are becoming more relaxed with social media and showing a different side. Um, but then the same role reversal, I think there's a there's a lot of people trying too hard to show the kind of the real life. Mm. Um, so I think it's just one of them things. You just got to be yourself. And I know that's that's one that's cliche. And two, a lot of people cannot do that because because of an age thing. Because you I mean, I say age because you get to a certain age where you really don't care anymore. What anyone else, thinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if I was if I was in my 20s now. I wouldn't be listening to me because I'd be like, what's she know? She's old, you know? So um, I think it is a massive, you know, age thing. And everything is about social media. Now, if, if you're going out with your friends, it's on social media. You know, if you're crying, people are posting that they're crying on social media. You know, for me, if I'm crying, I'm not thinking about posting. I'm thinking (laughs) about, well, I'm not thinking about social media right now. You know, I'm thinking about that situation. Um, so I think there's an aspect of it's really good that people are being real, but some people are showing them real when they're not because I find it very bizarre if, say, for example, someone has um, done a selfie of them crying and saying, look, we're all, we will cry. But if I'm crying, I'm not going to go, hang on a minute, I've got to continue crying to take a picture for Instagram. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, there's that happy medium, isn't it? Edward? Are you being real or are you still being fake? Yeah, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> but I think, that's, I think that, of... that's, that's like a conversation that I could go on forever with. So <laughs> I can think of so many. I can think of so many oh, moments like that. People hold hold of their dogs um, like but something's about to happen I'm like oh my god are you actually filming that like I would never yeah. there's some there's some things that are personal to me that I don't need to share with other people especially not in the moment that's yeah. happening yeah um, exactly but... I think I think it is and you know what um the actually the, the other day I was talking to one of my friends and um because I was laughing at myself because I said to her I looked in the mirror and obviously over Christmas I'd eaten more I drank a lot more alcohol and my cellulite had got worse, right? 
We all have cellulite, no issues with it at all. But I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I need to get a picture of this because it looks terrible to someone, right? Yeah. I didn't care. But I wanted to try and get a picture to portray that, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I said to my friend, if I had looked at that in the mirror over a, probably in my 20s, I would have been devastated. Yeah. You know, so there's that difference of uh, perspectives again, isn't it? And um, like actually an aging and like mentally in a different headspace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely agree. One thing thing I will touch on as well, because we we touched on people um, sometimes using social media to show their their forced vulnerable side, like they're crying or a picture like that. Um, The reason why I have to talk about all this is because, hey, is that a dog in the background? Yeah, yeah, there's a door. Hang on a minute. It's all right. I'll let you uh, answer the door first. I saw it. He's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, Trying to get yeah. into the show. I was, uh, <laughs> the reason why I mentioned about that is because I, uh, the one one thing, obviously, I wasn't there at, at, at the at your most recent event, but from what I saw on social media, one of the more popular talks that really kind of shocked people because they never saw the person in that kind of vulnerable state was, and I hope she, I hope she still is one of the athletes, but it was a uh, was a Rhea. Oh yes. Because I know that, that that was obviously a big talking point because, you know, IFBB Pro, you know, very successful uh, big uh, competitor. You know, she and I, I follow social media, so we never kind of see that vulnerable side. But yeah. from what I saw, when she put herself in that moment doing a talk in front of all those other women, it really kind of brought out a, a, a different side of her. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of her because she has never done anything like that in her life. Her confidence obviously dipped um, because it was something that she wasn't doing. And you saw her shaking because it was out of her comfort zone. Yeah. And it was so overwhelming to see, like, how this girl is doing something that she's fearing right now. And then she's opening up and then you... Then all of a sudden, you just saw that how her confidence grew through just you know a couple of a couple of minutes, kind of you know re, rebuilding herself. And just since then, it's just I just feel like you know that's a stepping stone for her. Um, yeah. And it was it was just you know one of them proud moments that you see someone that you know and you know they've got so much to give, um, but at that at the stage. They, they they didn't know how to or they, they they didn't have that confidence and now she's amazing like she wants to do a lot more of that she speaks more on social media you know what I mean because she's such a, a phenomenal athlete but an inspiring phenomenal individual as well to share her story to help other people so what, what was that what was that conversation like with you with Ria before she did the talk because of course if that's something that's outside comfort zone yeah, it can always be very daunting, the idea of, I've never done anything like this. You know, doing yeah. things on Instagram story or Snapchat is so easy because you haven't got audience. But here, I've got people who I know follow me and I don't want them to feel that I'm weak, which I know a lot of people think that people may think that if I come, if I make myself so vulnerable, people may see it as a weakness. So what, what was that conversation like with yourself, Maria, prior to this talk? 
It was, first of all, the initial thing was when I said I would love you to speak, she was like, oh, Carly. <laughs> She's like, I'd love to, but I don't know if I could do that. Um, that was the initial thing. And then it was kind of, you know how you go through stages through, it's like prep. Um, you, you're excited, then you're nervous. And, you know, and then it was, you know, um, when when she was just about to get on she was very very nervous and everything but it's more the after because she got on she you know she was very nervous she was shaking she was crying and then all of a sudden this woman changed yeah and she was speaking and after she was more confident and just it was like a breakthrough for her you could see um it was just yeah it was it was it was so good so good and hopefully she does a lot more um because she's got so so much to offer yeah but well that's that's what i was leading to because my question for yourself from uh, from that was what other steps that someone could take if they if they want to share a story but they know it's just it's that first bit to actually get through it because there's a fear factor actually it's doing something in front of people you mentioned Rhea was obviously a bit cagey at first so what were yeah. the stages where she become to accept the reality that you know what what I'm going to talk about is something happens every day with people and the story can actually help other people as well yeah I think first of all though you you you're, you're worried because you think you know what are other people going to think of me yeah, aren't you that's definitely. the first thing because you do have that worry um and then I think once you've got past that and you share your story, you realise that more people need to hear things because they have their own struggles. And they may not be struggling with the same thing as you, but they can relate to certain aspects that you're speaking about. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, from that, after that event, was... Because it was a first-time event that, that you did with the Strength, Beauty, Power, and, of course... No, it was all the hashtag. It was all leading up to it. So did that change any sort of the communication that you were getting from any followers or even the, the athletes you have? Were, that, were, the, were the messages now more, more talking to the athletes or talk to yourself as a leadwear brand, basically of their own personal stories on how you can help on a mindset point of view rather than just clothing? Yeah, the, the thing is, it, it's, it's a very strange thing because... Um, I've never thought about the brand as just clothing, um, yeah. just because that's not my my thing. The reason I brought gluten wear out in the, the first place was because I I always struggled with finding clothes that fitted me because yeah. my legs were bigger than my waist. Um, where I squatted a lot, you know, things were see through, they ripped, or they just didn't complement my physique. Like I looked like I had a pancake bum, and <laughs> I don't know how that happened because I didn't have a pancake bum, but for some reason they must have been, the compression of them must have been too tight that obviously they give you that lamppost effect, which no one wants. Um, so it was all of that. And then because obviously internationally, um, they cater more for um, fitness related people. So I used to bring products in and then I had to pay all the charges on top. Yeah. So if you've got like, say, I don't know, like a, a 40... I think actually the other day I got a sample from somewhere and it was about £45. I then had to pay for shipping, then had to pay £15 for the import. And then I've actually got another tax thing that I've got to pay for. So this product I've cost seen me about £100. Yes. I know. And I I've was seen like, 
There, oh my I, god! I, I won't name the brand, but I mean, I've seen so many. Um, we have a little WhatsApp group with the NFM UK ambassadors, and they bought some leggings internationally, and they're just like, "What are all these extra charges?" It's now crazy. doubling the product price. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. When I look at the the brands that are, uh, that are coming still into the UK. Um, People aren't realizing that, yeah, there might be, say, the, the same um, the same price as Gritty Wear, but they're not because you're going to be paying this all next year. And that's why I bought Gritty Wear in the UK, because I don't want other people to pay all them darn charges that I had to pay. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, but it's also that the, the whole concept of making women feel good, because I love training. I love weight training. And I could never find something that fitted me. So I always felt unconfident. I felt crap, to be fair. You know, I wanted big legs, but everything that fitted me, I looked, I didn't feel sexy, basically. And the thing is, if you do not feel good in your clothes, one, you don't want to train. And two, you're not going to train as hard anyway, because if you feel good, like I walk into the gym in a new outfit, I'm like, damn, got my fake tan on. My hair's done, put a little bit of lip gloss on, I'm feeling hot. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you're going to yeah. train. So, um, yeah, that's the whole concept behind it. Just making women feel good about themselves. Um, and then that's when kind of like by bringing all, all of us women together to do events, to do meetups, um, that's a massive thing for me um, because I just want to bring uh, a lot of women together. And it's just it's more that's just something that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about helping other people. Um and it doesn't matter what it is, if it's, you know, clothing or, you know, self self help with um different um speaking events or whatever it is, um, they all intertwine together, interlink together, sorry. So um yeah, it's just something I'm passionate about. So yeah, when you I say think... about building a community, it's just for me, it's a natural thing. Because that's what I do. Yeah. And I think you, you can see it's natural because when we do, when I watch your stories anyway, there's a lot of time where it is yourself talking into, on, uh, to your phone, you know, to, 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 to the followers, to the you know, glue to wear community, where you are either sharing stories or sharing advice. It is constant, constant motivation and advice in different areas. It's not just, you see some of the people that may just be nonstop, these are the products out. These are the products. More graphics, graphics, graphics. But of course, with yourself and Gleetwear, there does seem to be more behind the brand in regards to not just clothing, but there is this female empowerment community that wants to be built. Yeah. And when you go to an event that is done by Gleetwear, you come out of it mindset-wise, either learning something, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. There, there is something more behind it. So I guess on my side there, with the your future events, uh, I mean, how, your last event you had, how many people attended? Um, it was over 100. It was over 100. It was, I think, the, the room held maximum of 130. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had the vendors there um, doing their thing. We had, who did we have? We had CMP, we had um, bikinis there, we had... Um, Fresco, which was a hot food company, we had yeah. protein, 
protein pantry. Oh my god, they're gonna kill me if that's the wrong ones. I don't know. It's some protein snacks. Um, so there were so many different things there as well. So yeah, it was around about a hundred like people attending, and then obviously you had the vendors uh, as well. So um, was that sold out then? Was that a sold out event? Practically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a nice. You know, if it had any more there to the full capacity. I think it just would have been a little bit too tight, especially when we had a break and everyone went to all the vendors and everything, yeah. like queues were everywhere. And trying to get everyone then back in their seats, we're like, look, you can shop girls in a little while. Now we're speaking. <laughs> I know. I, I, I felt it. But I remember. I, you know what it was? I loved it because it wasn't just shopping. It was like speaking to people they've never spoke to. They're making yeah. new friends. And that's what it's all about because – fitness community even though it's a small knit community it's it can be very lonely because like you could you could know someone you know up north and you live in like london um and you never see each other but then events like this bring you together to actually interact and that's what it's about interacting having conversation you know sharing sharing each other's struggles and you know giving each other advice and that kind of thing so yeah yeah, I think I think this has become um, more common, especially uh, a lot of times. I would say probably back when I used to compete, which was 2012, 2014, up to 2016, where you can meet the same people that you speak to on social media or other shows, you would normally meet them at an expo. And of course, yeah. the only expo that was going on then was Body Power. And even then, you go to Body Power, there's loads of vendors, so it's not like you could spend all your time with one vendor because there's queues of people. Yeah. And you, you all of a sudden, there's the eight hours you've been there, you may have only spent 20 minutes on the actual brand that you want to see. Yeah. But you've only got to speak to maybe 10% of the people that you want to. And then at the end, you got to wait another 12 months until the same thing happens again. Yeah. But obviously, things like, like yourself anyway is, well, you know what? You have your own community. Why would you want your community to go to an expo where you're going to be restricted to what you can do in regards to like the, the speakers, the events, your, your stand. So, of course, having the events you, you have anyway just gives you that more opportunity to get everyone down from north, south, east, west because it's an opportunity to be with like-minded people in, mm. in one room. Yeah, it's more personal as well, isn't it? You know Definitely. you're going to have more time to speak and interact together, etc. Because I know what it's like when you go to these big events. I kind of, I'm so kind of overwhelmed with how big it is that when I see someone who I haven't seen for a long time, it's not a conversation. It's how are you, what you've been up to. And you know that, I hate it, that, that, that question, what have you been up to? You've been up to so much, but when someone asks you that, all you come back with was, oh, you know, just the same as usual. <laughs> Why exactly, is that? Why yeah. do we do that? <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what, what are you going to do that? Okay, same as usual. What, what's going to be different for 2020 with the events that you, you're going to set up? Because I know one thing you've already mentioned, it will be a gym setting. And I know you touched on before, but you want to be able to, you know, go around the country as well. So what's the big plans then for, for this year? Yeah, we're just in talks with um, my team are reaching out to different gyms in um, all up and down the country. We're looking at London, Birmingham, Manchester way. Um, so it will kind of be in like a, uh, obviously a line of different areas. The first one will be London because when we looked at geographically um, 
people when we asked the questions. It was London, um, the main one. So we'll try it there um, at a different gym. But three locations, that's my my vision, is three locations this year. Um, So there's a couple of months apart because at the same time, I want meetups. Now, that's not a pop-up event. That is just meetups at a coffee shop um, with our ambassadors, with our influencers, running through through our brand, running through how we can help them grow their brand, how, um, you know, just how we can, you know, join together um, and just getting together and having a coffee and, you know, some cool pictures at the same time. 100% 100% absolutely and you're right as well I mean I think you can nail the the locations London Birmingham Manchester I mean I guess that's, that's the same thing I was looking at for for my events for next uh, for this year can go and buy geographically and demographically yeah uh, the clientele we uh, we deal with but so w- will it be the same kind of setup as well you know speakers uh, who are obviously the ambassadors of Bluetooth or are you doing anything different um, there will be there will be different speakers as well. I want speakers. Well, once I know their locations, I'm going to be reaching out to different speakers, and I want people to reach out to me because obviously, you know, I my my knowledge within the industry, um, you know, is obviously to my sector. Whereas yeah. I want to reach out to other people as well who I possibly, you know, um, I don't know about. Um, so it's more that I want some of the influencers to jump on board on the different um the different pop-ups but at the same time i want local people speaking at the the different events yes, so definitely. if it's an event in manchester that. i want some local uh, girls guys speaking um birmingham same some girls guys speaking in different sectors um but i want it to be you know it's it's fitness related it's business related it's life related so it's different uh different speakers for different events uh, absolutely, and, and I was going to touch on that about about getting you know, local people involved. And, and when when you say about different sectors, are you talking about what like in, in sport, business? But obviously, I know. Well, I mean, to be fair, your sector is yes, you're fitness and competing on another life, but of course, business as well with Glutaware. So, what what other sectors were you looking at? Yeah, well, there'll be um, business, obviously, yeah. fitness and competing because that's a major thing um but yeah different sports different people who can um help and complement to the the obviously the day because yeah we, fit fitness is so that's really generalized because obviously you've got um people who compete so that's something that you'd be speaking at you'd be speaking about um competitions mindset but then you've got the science behind things as well yeah. and then you've got you know, the wellness and um, when I mean wellness, I mean, obviously health and wellness. Um, and then you've got more of like nutrition, but you've got the whole concept of loving yourself and knowing yourself well. So there's a lot of aspects to touch on that people not actually within, like, say, our fitness industry uh, the, the people to touch on that, it would be kind of out of our sector. So when I mean like our sector, not the competitive environment. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. And, and you know what? I mean, that, that's the whole point anyway, is that, you know, fitness, yes, it's so broad. It's a lifestyle thing. And a lifestyle doesn't always have to be competing. It could be swimming. You know, it yeah. could be just yoga, um, a, a, anything. So obviously great to hear, obviously it's, it's, you know, branch out to all areas, which even when you look at your ambassadors, your ambassadors show that 
it's an array of different uh, different areas. It's not like it's just everyone's a competitor. Everyone's got a high following. Or it, it's just a variety of different people from uh, different ages, uh, geographical locations, uh, mothers. You know, so it's, a, it's a, a wide variety. And one thing I was going to touch on there as well, because I'm sure you get inundated constantly by people who want to join the brand in Glutoware. So what, 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 what kind of things do you normally look for in the individual that would join the brand? And do you, how do you usually, like, how, how do you usually find them? Um, we do have a lot of emails. I've actually got a different email now for that. My marketing team, um, it's marketing at glutyware.com. So anyone that um, wants to, you know, speak about, like, joining the team, that's where they email um but it's one major thing for me is personality you have to have a personality otherwise you're not going to fit the brand that's a major thing um and it's it's yeah it's different looks different backgrounds um at the minute i want i want some women who are very comical um who have got talents you know like they're not a comedian, that's the wrong word, but they're just overly funny. They're extroverts, you know. Yeah. I want I want entertainment. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's that's something completely different to to have videos um of just doing funny things at the same time. Um I can't think about I can't actually think any of anything because I'm not that funny. The, but I, t- I tell you what, what's what's the the don'ts? Because I've I've I remember when, I, when I, I've done certain things where I've launched some competitions on with NFMEK for sponsorship with different brands. And I get some absolute outrageous applications where I'm thinking, you've this is a, clearly a copy and paste job. This is very generic, what you just said to me. Is there, is there any don'ts that people shouldn't do that can that's probably clog in emails? Um, I, I would say, it, I would say more do's. Do copy your social media links in yeah. because... The thing, if if you have this, you know, fantastic email saying I'm this, I'm that. Um, these are my social media, but they're not clickable links. They're just a copy. You know, you have to kind of copy it and make effort. That's more effort. If you're having a hundred emails in a day, we aren't going to click on a link. Uh, and uh, sorry, we are going to click on a link. But if you haven't sent the link, you've just said I don't know. My name's Carly underscore underscore Thornton, and it's yeah. not a link. That's not helping. Um, you know, so everything has to be easy. You know, just say your links. Um, also put your insights and everything so we can have a look at you. We can see, like, what kind of, what you do at present. Like, you know, what kind of personality you've got. How are you portraying yourself on social media? You know, so um, that's, a, that's a massive thing. I mean, following um, is... Uh, can be quite generalised because you know you you could have someone with like a couple of K following and they're amazing you know and they're going to bring something to the team that I don't know say a a 50 plus K following won't bring but each individual brings something different to the team yeah I I remember um, of course you were previously sponsored by USN weren't you yes Um, I forgot the guy's name who was the um the athletes manager when you were when you were there carl carl that's it yeah i remember um in 2016 when uh, i was originally sponsored by muscle tech and i bumped into the manager director at on the us and stand at body power didn't know who he was he gave me his card and i spoke to him for about 20 minutes 
And he arranged a meeting for myself to be called at the USN headquarters. And I thought, oh my God, it's uh, such a big deal because I wanted to leave Muscle Tech. I've always been a fan of USN. I applied for to be like a sponsored athlete three years ago, got no reply. Yeah. And I was like, I need to make sure that what you just told me, I need to get my personality across in yeah. regard to why I know my following isn't great. Like it was only 4,000 followers. I've come second at like five shows in a row. So I've not won a show, but I know that I can bring something different. And I remember I did this little, um, I created a little PowerPoint presentation about what I want to try and do in the Indian community on the fitness point on the fitness side. And these are the current stats on in the community. This is what I'm trying to do on my side with my social media. This is my plans for the next uh, two or three years. And I remember I did this presentation for the call. It must have lasted about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then we had an hour and a half conversation going detail and everything. And I remember I came out of it knowing I, I, I'm so sure that Cole won't forget me because what I just told him was so real to what I want to do. Yeah. And wasn't fake. It wasn't like, oh, here's a CV of my accomplishments. I want to talk all about my shows. Yeah. I'm talking about something that means a lot to me. And that was the, the high risk of diabetes in the Indian community and how few people are going to the gym and doing fitness exercises. And this is how I want to utilize my social media. And in the end, yeah, I, I became a sponsored athlete with USN based on, based on the fact that I believed what they, 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 they took from my, my personality and my beliefs of what I want to try to bring to the table. Yeah. And I think that, that, that is the amount of work and effort. If you are serious about being associated with a brand, they mu- there has to be that um, relationship where they, be- they believe in, in what, you can, what you can bring and what you want to do. Don't do the same where, yeah, I want, I want to get on, the, get on the Olympia stage. Yeah. You may have never competed before or just competed once. It's think about the bigger picture. The competing side is such a small percentage of the fitness industry. Think about the the wider audience on how you want to try and impact everyone. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was my uh, that was that, that's my little tangent on my sponsorship side with uh, with USN, which I know, of course, you were associated for. How were you with USN for? Oh God, you know what? I can't actually remember. Um... I want. I want. I want to say. 2008 I don't know I've got such a bad memory because I actually I was sponsored by USN and then um I um I'm going to Google it. <laughs> <See>. <laughs> and then I'm trying to calculate now. And See, then they, a job was available in sales and then I started working for USN in sales as well um but, so I can't remember maybe it was like 2010 I left I know, I love because you know what? Funny enough, Polly, it's on your it's on your LinkedIn. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, what, when, when was I there? Tell me. <laughs> I've just got got it now. So we got Carly Thornton, owner of Gluteware, and if I just scroll down here, oh look, I can see all your history of everything. Oh my god, no, uh, I, I think I need to check out my history because I don't know what it is myself. <laughs> I know you got loads. Yeah, we got loads of articles. There we go. We got uh, oh, we got my protein. In there. Were you with my protein as well? Yeah, yeah, I was with my protein. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, oh, okay. It was, uh, oh, 2011. Oh, 2011. Okay. Yeah, it's a couple of years then. Yeah, so 2011 to 2014. So that's before, uh, before, I, before I came over. And I tell you what, I'm going to test you. You know what? 
is a little game anyway. I'm going to test you on what's on your LinkedIn. <laughs> what? Uh, when did you become an IFBB Pro? 2015. And what month? Oh, that's testing. I think it's around March time. Ooh, we got October 2015. Oh, yeah, but you know what? I might not have put that on the road. You know, I might have reminded <laughs> myself. <laughs> do you remember at... Um, do you remember going to... Is it Thorough College? Thorough College? Yeah, of course. I studied health and social care. Ah, I was actually... Um, I used to look after disabled children for 10 years. Oh, awesome. That's... Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's that's my background. Um, I was uh, I was a carer for disabled children. Yeah, that's what I was seeing here as well. Oh, awesome! Oh, brilliant! Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just there sc- scrolling through your LinkedIn now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna close that because I'm, I'm sure I'm going through uh, going through so much. So, let me. I, w- I want to end on this, Carly. So, what can people expect um, with a new strength sure. duty power events? You know, what what why should people be going to these events, and what can they get out of it? The the events will be there to one to build the community to interact and connect with new people. Um, there will be a lot of different speakers there to help. I want to bring on some guy speakers as well because we all have different, um, um, you know, different insights and things and different and uh, uh, knowledgeable and different strengths. Um, yeah. So I think I think they have um, different ways of speaking than um us women you know us women can come across a lot more um sympathetic um but i think um you know just just men have yeah just have a different different touch to give so a lot more speakers um at the same time the gyms obviously you you can train there as well but the whole point of it is to have an event where we can all get together we can all meet up we can all motivate motivate each other learn a lot from the events i don't want what i want to include this year is more workshops so people come away not just motivated but they stick to something because um i know what it's like you can go to different events and stuff and you're all motivated for a week and it's amazing and that goes so create a habit yeah yeah, so it's like in a workshop. I want to create like um, I've actually spoken to Lucy about this, um, like doing more of a like a, uh, a business and social media style workshop um, f- to incorporate into one of the the pop ups. Um, so it's be a number of people that can book into this. Yeah, um, like So so they can take something away. Um, so that'll be the pop-ups. There will be, as I say, we're looking at um, meetups. I'm looking at a, like a more in the summer, like a yoga meetup. Um, so we've got all a number of things going on. Um, the brand will be growing into um, different, obviously different lines. I'm looking at loungewear. Um, I'm also looking at more everyday wear. I'm not going to say too much about that. But <laughs> things us women, basically things us women find or struggle to find when shopping. Um, they are things, if you can think of something, then it will be coming at some stage. Um, but as I say, also, like, I've still got in the back of my mind about the men's range. Um, I've got a touch on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's still there. Um, I've had samples. But the, the issue with the men's range, one, obviously, I need guys. Um, that's not an issue because... There's plenty of hot guys out there. <laughs> there we go. 
we are here. That job. Yeah, I, d- I don't mind shortlisting them guys. I'm up for that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's more that I need um, like models to actually try on the, the products because obviously the fit of things on a man, man is completely different to a woman. Also, the, the um, logo needs changing for a man. So there's a lot more intricate stuff that needs to go down before it actually releases. And as I said, I, I don't do anything half-heartedly. So w- when it launches, it will launch properly. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, because I know we touched on uh, last year, you, you, you were about some ideas on the men's side. But of course, there would have to be some slight little changes on the brand point of view to mm. like, like the logo um, for, for, for the men's side. But I think from, from, from why I'm here and I'm, I'm from what I've understood anyway from, from here, but also, you know, your social media channels, that 2020 is more also so much about just getting get in front of people so much more at these events, at these gyms, at these pop-ups, at the strength of beauty uh, and power events. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, you're growing the community, but you want people that, that will come over come over and get so much out of it, not just on a positive mindset, but like you said, maybe create a new habit they're, they're yeah. going to stick to. And then yeah. next time they come to another one of your events and you'll probably recognize them as well because, you know, it, it, it is your people. You'll recognize them and you can touch base with them on, on how they're going with that habit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it's all about because you know we want to create these events, but we want we want them to be beneficial long term. Um, yeah. You know, because it's like having a coach, isn't it? You know, like you obviously, you know, not everyone can afford the coaches. That's why events are really good um, because everyone can take a little bit away. Like when you do your events, people take a bit away, um, so the, the the pricing is a lot more feasible for a lot of people than having like a one to one. But then you want people to take something away that they will stick to. Um, and I think that's why, like yourself, you do events regularly every year because then they can keep on coming back and, you know, learning more or just touching base with you and go, you know, hey, Sophia, like, I, you know, I'm doing well on this. And just so, you, do you know what I mean? So there's that kind of rapport. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, I know, I know you touched on my events. I'm still hoping... You can't see Carly because we're, you know, we're on the phone. But I keep my fingers crossed that I can still get you to come to my event on the uh, on March the 29th. Because I know you've got a very busy schedule. But I know we're going to try and touch base in February and see if we can do anything. Yeah, we, we that's what I said. We are, we are trying. Hopefully it will be as um, March is when we've got stuff launching too. So yeah, it, all, it all depends when that kind of falls. Um, so, yeah. But we will we'll keep you updated with that. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Well, look, I really appreciate your time today. I know I've gone over the actual half an hour thing. What I thought it was going to take is now fifty five minutes. But, <laughs> and that's oh, so you can't. You, there's no way you'd be able to speak to me for half hour. No, that just does not happen. That, that, I think that's why because I'm got, I'm calling you from my office at work, and I, th- I think that's why I booked off a ninety minute slot in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. I knew I wasn't being re- wasn't being real myself, but I know as well because I started to say yeah, there's going to be a conversation about you competing into Glutewear, but you know what? A big part of it, what I want to talk about, was the Strength Beauty Power events. You know, 20, uh, what you got from 2019, what what makes them successful, and leading 2020. I do hope that anyone who's listened takes that from it and of course and no doubt just like your last event you're going to get more people than ever before 
uh, coming to these events, obviously the, the amazing speakers you have. I know we touched on Rhea, but that's just one person of a huge lineup you had, which were all uh, fantastic speakers because I saw all the stuff on Instagram, Snapchat. So I know from being the outside, that is clearly successful, beneficial to people just from their stories and the posts they were talking about the event. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, if there's like, as I say, it's Manchester, Birmingham, London way. So if there's any other speakers that want to get involved and they, they feel like they have something to give, something different, um, then like get in touch um, because that's what we want. We want to have different people in different locations. Um, so, yeah. That's one major thing. And then, again, we're looking at different charities to um, collaborate with um, to help out. As I say, like last year, well, we're actually ending in January, uh, end of January for the BDRF, which is the, the bowel disease. Yeah. Um, so that that went down really well. And I'm really pleased that we can kind of give give back 50% of the, the profits to oh, um, bowel disease. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, so we're looking at new charities, et cetera, et cetera. So, as I say, it's and eco-friendly. Um, I want some eco-friendly water bottles or we're looking at packaging um, just to make it a little bit more, um, you know, good for the world. We- A big thank you to Carly Thornton for joining me in today's episode. Really do appreciate her time. No doubt we'll get back in future episodes. Apart from that, guys, I'm only going to ask you two things. First thing, please, please, please do me a favor, guys. Drop NFMEK Trust a follow on Instagram. We're spending a lot of time focusing on doing more in the community. We will be announced for three charities. We'll be supporting very soon. We do want to hear from you guys as well. Let us know which charities you feel we should be supporting through the mental health sector. But yeah, give NFMEK Trust a follow on Instagram. The second thing... If you guys are interested in coming down to the Let's Flex About event on 29th of March, I'm sure you guys are. If you guys been to the last event in August, you want to be a part of it. If you follow the NFMEK page, you know how much we're doing in regards to giving back to the community through these type of events. Great seminars, great talks, great guest speakers. Definitely get in touch with us via the Instagram page. We'll get you onto the private list and I'll give you the first chance to purchase tickets on the 10th of February and they will be at a discounted rate. As always, guys, give us a shout if you have any questions about NFMEK or even the GBO shows. If you want any specific guest speakers to jump on the podcast in the future, give us a shout. But apart from that, that's that guy for NFMEK signing off for another podcast episode.